0: This episode of Geeks Crossing is brought to you by today's sponsor, Anchor. Ever wanted to start a podcast but can't find the right platform to work with? Don't worry, Anchor has you covered. Anchor is a free audio app that allows you to record a podcast on any device no matter where you are. Anchor includes an editing feature that allows you to customize your podcast, whether it be on your computer or mobile device, so you can easily omit any errors or unnecessary parts. Anchor also allows you to distribute your podcast to other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or even Google Podcasts, which is amazing. Did I mention the part about making money? No? Well, you could be earning money every time someone listens to your podcast with no minimum listenership. If that's not the easiest way to make a podcast, I don't know what is. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. How's it going, my League of Geeks? This is Eric from Geeks Crossing. As you can probably tell from the episode title, and the intro for that matter, I'm doing something relatively different, if you recall some time ago. Matt in episode ranking insects from his favorite to well actually he's an insectophobe, so I should really say his most hated insects to the ones he finds the most tolerable. Shout out to Matt by the way. Love you buddy. And if you guys haven't listened to that episode, give it a listen and show Matt some love. He put a lot of hard work into that one. Anyway, I figured it was my turn to try out the whole tier list system in this episode. And I think it's only fitting that I start off with something that I know best, which is Pokemon. Shocking, I know. But anyway. Ash Ketchum has caught numerous Pokemon during his career as a trainer. Some are iconic as hell, while others aren't even worth the mention. Either way, I'll be giving each Pokemon a brief history, their highlights, and which category they should go in. We have 5 to choose from, starting with S tier meaning the very best, A tier meaning great but not perfect, B tier meaning good, C tier meaning decent for the most part, and D tier meaning bad. The reason I didn't include an F tier is because I feel like all of Ash's Pokemon have at least one good thing to mention. However, the ones I'm not including are Raticate, Haunter, Beetro, and Larvitar. Raticate and Beetro were only owned for less than one episode, so they're not worth adding. As for Haunter and Larvitar, they were never officially caught by Ash, so they don't count. Additionally, any of the Pokemon Ash currently owns in Journeys. As of the making of this episode, Ash currently owns Dragonite. Gengar, Lucario, and Galarian farfetch Journeys is still airing, so it wouldn't be fair to judge them when they still have time to grow. Although, I can honestly say, this might be his best team yet. I mean, he has a fucking Dragonite, Gengar, and Lucario. These are three Pokemon everyone want to see Ash own. Yeah, farfetch is cool and all, but still. One last thing to mention is that everything I say is just my opinion, so please respect mine as I would with yours. With that said, let's dive right in. Pikachu. What can I say that hasn't already been said about Pikachu? He's Ash's starter, his main Pokemon, his number one partner, his best friend to a certain extent. Pikachu has been with Ash for the entire series, traveling to every region, competing in numerous competitions, and of course, stopping any threats in their way. Even though Pikachu refuses to evolve, it still managed to beat fierce opponents like Lieutenant Surge's Raichu, Drake's Dragonite, Olan's Pseudos, which are Tyranitar and Metagross. Hell, Pikachu even defeated a couple of legendaries, like Brandon's Regice, time with Tobias' Latios, then Bolt of Ally, and even Tapu Koko in the Alola League. Pikachu is such an icon, and will always be there for Ash. So we're starting off strong by putting Pikachu in S tier. Butterfree. Ah, Butterfree. This Pokemon has many firsts. It was Ash's first capture, first one he fully evolved, first one he traded away, and of course, first one he released. Putting all that aside, Butterfree really didn't do that much. Most of the battles he's seen in, he lost. Except for that Raticate which Ash traded for. Albeit briefly. And that episode where Butterfree was released, is such a tearjerker, man. Still waiting for that day, Butterfree and Ash to reunite. Granted, Butterfree was mentioned numerous times, and was shown in flashbacks, but that's not enough. Journeys, make that shit happen, please. Butterfree might have sucked, but he's still an icon. I'll put him in C-tier. Pidgeot. This may sound shocking to some of you, but I don't like Pidgeotto all that much. Or I should really say Pidgeotto, because that's what he's mostly seen as. Yeah, he's Ash's first bird Pokemon, and it was cool that he caught him during his second stage. Much like Butterfree, however, it sucked. Pidgeotto only had one legit win, and it was against a freaking Rattata. And of course, that Wild Feral, in which he finally evolved. You would think that would mean Ash will use Pidgeot a lot more. Nope, he fucking released it. But that's okay. Ash promised to see him again, just like Butterfree. Journeys, please fix these errors. Pidgeot goes into C tier. Sorry. Bulbasaur. We all know Ash's Bulbasaur. This was the first of many grass starters owned by Ash. Probably the one thing that made Bulbasaur so recognizable was the fact that he resisted his own evolution, which I have to give a mad respect towards. Bulbasaur proved that he don't need to evolve in order to be strong. Like when he beat Jeanette Fisher's bug types, tying with Jackson's fully evolved Meganium. And I love its comeback during the battlefronts here, where he beat Brandon's and tied with Solrock. Now Bulbasaur currently resides in Oak's Lab as an ambassador for Ash's Pokemon, though I wish to see him in action again. Bulbasaur is an icon for sure. A tier. Charizard. Oh my god. You guys know I absolutely love Charizard. And this one is no exception. We all know the story of Charizard. As a Charmander, he belonged to an asshole trainer, then joined Ash's side then became disobedient upon evolving into both Charmeleon and Charizard. It wasn't until the Orange Islands where Charizard finally obeyed Ash and became one of his most reliable Pokemon, taking a break from training to help Ash fight fierce opponents like Claire's Dragonair, Gary's Blastoise, and Nolan's Articuno during the Battle Frontier. Hell, Charizard even came back near the end of Ash's Univer journey, and that was the only good thing about Black and White. Hopefully Charizard will return in journeys and take on Leon's Charizard, but that's just wishful thinking. I don't know what else to say. Charizard is just so iconic. Definite S tier. Keep your Charizards overrated as fuck comments to yourself. Squirtle. And the icons continue with Squirtle. Who doesn't like Squirtle? He's a dependable Pokemon, wears cool ass shades, and is a dedicated firefighter. Despite all that, I don't think we've seen Squirtle do all that much in Kanto, but I do remember his battle with Rudy Starmie in the Orange Islands. One of my favorite Squirtle moments was his epic return for the Johto League, where he took on Macy's Electabuzz and Quilava and later the Battlefront here, where he fought Brandon's Ninjax. Unlike Bulbasaur, I never understood why Squirtle didn't evolve. Probably because his base form is just so recognizable. Who knows. Squirtle goes into A tier. Kingler. Kingler, Kingler, Kingler. I remember Ash catching this thing as a Krabby just to prove to Brock and Misty that he can catch a Pokemon on his own. Then he was kept in Oak's lab for a majority of its time. We all know about his return from the Indigo League and completely destroyed Mandy's team in the first round. And that's pretty much it, honestly. Yeah, he did return in Johto for the Whirlpool Cup, where he lost to Misty Psyduck. Literally, Kingler hasn't been used since then, which is frustrating to comprehend. That sweep was still impressive, though. I guess C-tier, only because of his lack of screen time. Primape. How can I forget about this rampaging pig monkey that Ash only owned for four episodes? Hence the problem. It really annoyed the fuck out of me that Primape's whole character arc lasted for four episodes! First episode, Ash catches it. Then he was absent for the next two episodes. The fourth one shows him finally respecting Ash and helping him win the P1 Grand Prix. Which of course, led to Ash leaving Primeape behind to some guy named Anthony who can quote-unquote, train HIM TO BECOME A TRUE CHAMP! Yeah, bullshit. You just want a Primeape all to yourself. God, I really hate how everything was so rushed. Primeape has the dishonor of being the first Pokemon in D tier, Muck. I know Muck is supposed to be disgusting and all, but I adore Ash's Muck simply because of his personality where he loves to hug anyone he sees, mostly Ash and Professor Oak. Same story with Kingler. Muck was caught, left at Oak's lap, then reappeared in the Indigo League where he smothered Jeanette Fisher's Bellsprout. Muck did however return for Ash's battle with Gary in the Johto League, but he didn't do much. Now the only time Muck is seen on screen is when he smothers people for affection. Great personality, but he's going in C tier. Toros. I don't blame anyone for not remembering Ash catching Toros because the episode he debuted in was a banned one. In that same episode, Ash caught not one, not two, but 30 fucking Tauros! Yeah, I'm not kidding. Of course, this wasn't intentional, but they did that for comedic purposes. Now, every time Tauros is out in battle, it's hard to tell which Tauros Ash is using, but we can all assume it's the Lear of the herd or something. Speaking of battles, Toros made his battling debut in the Orange League where he demolished Drake's Venusaur and even held his own against Dragonite briefly. Unfortunately... Tauros proceeded to suck afterwards, as shown with Ash's battle with Gary, along with both of his frontier battles against Annabelle. Now Tauros is just used for that Stampede gag, always running Ash over. Tauros was done dirty, honestly. Because of that, he goes into C-tier. Mimey. Some of you are probably perplexed by this next one. Believe it or not, Mimey, aka the Mr. Mind that lives with Delia, aka Ash's mom, is actually a Pokemon owned by Ash. Apparently, Ash caught Mimi off-screen in Kanto, then sent him over to his mother so she wouldn't feel lonely at home. That's sweet of you, Ash. But do you know how broken your team would have been just by having a fucking psychic type? The first and currently only time we see Ash use Mimi was in Journeys, where Ash competed in that flu Cup tournament in Hoenn. Mimey feels less like a Pokemon and more like a caretaker. I guess that's the joke, but still. I will give Mimi some credit. He does deeply care for Ash and Delia, and we do see him battle a lot more under Delia's command. Either way, I'm putting him in C-Tier. Sorry to all you Miami fans. Lapras. Next, we have Ash's main source of transportation to the Orange Islands. Now, I like Lapras's backstory. She was a baby separated from her mother, then found a new family on Ash's team. Like I said, Ash mostly used Lapras to travel around from island to island, and not enough battles. The only time we see Lapras' battle was when she tied with Drake's Gengar in the Orange League. Red flag already. However... It was wholesome to see her reunite with her mother and the rest of the Lapras herd. And I did like Lapras briefly returning in Johto as an adult. Even though she was no longer Ash's Pokemon, it was still a nice reunion. Still, I can't ignore how much Lapras was shafted in terms of battling. She goes into C tier. Snorlax. We all know Snorlax. All this Pokemon does is sleep and eat. But when it comes to battling, he knows how to wreck shit. Sadly, we didn't see Snorlax in action during the Orange Islands. But Johto more than made up for it. Snorlax helped Ash win the Sumo Conference, defeated Claire's Dragonite, and gave Ash a winning edge in both of his Jota League battles against Gary and Harrison respectively. My favorite Snorlax moment, however, is when he took on Greta's Haryama and Medicham in the Battle Frontier. Despite having the type disadvantage, Snorlax took every attack like a champ and pulled off a victory. God, I hope we get to see Snorlax in action again. In terms of ranking, Snorlax goes into A tier. Heracross I love Ash's Heracross. It has a great personality, and I love that recurring gag where he constantly sucks the nectar out of Bulbasaur's bulb. Yet we've always seen Heracross stay on Ash's team for a short time. Before staying at Oak's Lab for eternity, we've only seen Heracross in action maybe twice. His first impressive win was against that Scizor. Then he made an epic return for the Johto League where he destroyed Gary's Magmar. Even though his return for the Battle Frontier was underwhelming, his return for the Sinnoh League made up for it. Because we got to see an epic battle between him and Nando's Cricketoon and he even took on Tobias' dark ride. Despite losing, I give him A for effort. In fact, that's where I'm going to put Heracross, A tier, because he's a real powerhouse in spite of his lack of appearances. Bayleaf. No joke, the first girl to show Ash any affection. As creepy as it sounds, it was adorable to see her act very affectionate towards Ash, both as a Chikorita and Bayleaf. Sadly, that's the only thing people remember from Bayleaf. But I think it's unfair because Bayleaf did prove herself to be useful at times, like defeating Chuck's Machoke or Harrison's Houndoom despite the type matchup, and she even beat Gary's Arcanine in a race at one point. Mind you, that Arcanine is one of the fastest Pokemon out there. Other than that, she was the first of Ash's grass types to evolve. Too bad that whole dynamic with Casey's Meganium didn't go anywhere. Bayleaf goes into B tier. Quilava. It's funny, most of us expected Cynequil to be the new Charizard since he was a fire starter and all, and he did technically replace Charizard when he left Ash's team for training. Despite not evolving, Sinequo was pretty much the MVP for Ash's Johto team, with his most impressive wins being against Bugsy Scyther, Jasmine Steelix, and Price's Dugon, where he somehow was able to breathe underwater. Hey, I'm not complaining. Though the Johto League didn't give him much justice, Sinequo returned for the Sinnoh League, and he finally evolved into Quilava. That was awesome to see, except they overhyped it because we only see it battle Nandos or Maldo, which ended in a tie. So yeah, that sucked. Maybe if this evolution happened sooner, Kualava would have been praised more. But for now, B tier. Totodile. I absolutely adore Totodile. His cheerful and positive personality is so wholesome that he can't help but be cheerful as well. Unfortunately, Totodile didn't do much aside from that. I mean, he was barely using any gym battles and lost nearly every time he battled. I did, however, like his victories against that Kingdra in the Whirlpool Cup and Harrison Sneasel. If Totodile fully evolved into Alligator, or hell, even just as Croconaut, it would've been helped him get more recognition. i want to put him in a lower tier, but his personality is so invigorating. B tier. Noctowl. Next, we have Ash's first, and currently, only shiny. Back in the day, it was awesome to see Ash own a shiny Pokemon, Yeah, he didn't do much. Yeah, he was the MVP for Ash's battle against Morty and his ghost types. And that's about it, sadly. Noctowl just stayed in the sidelines afterwards. Only to lose every battle he was used in. However, the Sinnoh League did redeem Noctowl a little bit, but that's not enough to change how Noctowl was treated. Sorry, Noctowl fans, he's going in seats here. Don fan, we all remember fan as that cute little fampy that hatched from an egg. As precious as fampy was, he really didn't contribute all that much considering he was a late addition to Ash's team, except for Ash's battle against Macy in the Johto League. Thankfully, fampy rejoined Ash's team for the Battle Frontier, where he received much needed development and he even evolved into Donphan, though hardly utilized. Donphan proved his strength by defeating Lucy Viper and teaming up with Brock Steelix in a tag battle. Unfortunately, Donphan's return for the Sillian League was very underwhelming. I still like Donphan though, so I'll put him in B tier. Swallow. I have to be honest, I didn't like Swallow at first, only because as a Talo, it was shown to be very versatile. I mean, he took a fucking Thunderbolt and Thunder attacks to the face and still refused to faint. Upon his capture, however... Talo kept losing battle after battle, until he evolved into Swallow and finally became useful. Probably his most iconic wins were against Winona's Shiny Swallow, as well as Tae and Liza's Solrock and Lunatone, where we got to see him and Pikachu use Thunder Armor. Complete bullshit, but it was kinda cool to see. At least Swallow put in some good work in the Hoenn League in Battle Frontier, mainly his double battle with corefish against Tucker's Arcanine Swampert. Sadly, he didn't stand a chance against Tobias' Latios in the Sinnoh League. Swallow is very underrated, but his time as a Talo is going to cost him B tier. Septile. You guys know I love Septile with a passion, and Ash's Septile is no exception. As a Trico and Grovile, he was shown to be very resilient, and even though he didn't evolve until the Battlefrontier, he managed to get some impressive wins, including Brawley's Hariyama, Nolan Slacking, and Katie's Walrain. But once he became Septile, he reached his full potential. He was the ace in Ash's battle with Spencer, held his own against Maze Blaziken. Even took on a couple of legendaries, like Brandon's Regirock, a wild Deoxys, and most famously, destroying Tobias's Darkrai in the Sinnoh League. I love that moment so much. Sadly, Septile didn't have the most consistent win-loss ratio as shown during his pre-evolved days. But come on, he defeated a fucking Darkrai. If you're able to beat a legendary or mythical in this case, then you deserve to be an S-tier. Corefish. I like Corfish the same way I like Totodile, except vice versa. Corfish was a better battler, but I didn't like his personality. They tried making Corfish the comic relief, but it felt awkward to me instead of funny. Despite that, Corfish did prove himself from time to time, such as extinguishing Flannery's fire types, pun intended, and performing well during the Hoeing League, my favorite battles being against Dominic Swalot and Katie Skolta. Aside from Tucker, Corfish was used in both of Ash's frontier battles against Annabelle, I was kinda hoping to see Corphish evolve prior to that. Oddly enough, he became jealous to see Trico evolve, so you would think we'd see him become Krauton in the future, cause I know that additional Dark typing would've helped him against Annabelle's Psychic types. Either way, Corphish was still good, so I'll put him in B tier. Torkoal. For the record, I love the Pokemon itself, but Ash's Torkoal sucks. Not only did he lose all the time, but all he did was cry, cry, and cry. The only victories I remember were against Norman Slackoff and Tyson's Ship Tree in the Hoeing League. Other than those two moments, he really was a shitty Pokemon. I don't know why Ash thought it was a good idea to use him against legendaries like Brandon's Registeel or Tobias's Darkrai. Torkoal is a disgrace. D-tier. Glalie. The most forgettable of Ash's Pokemon. Gazerni was caught pretty late in the Ash's Hoenn journey, he didn't receive a lot of screen time. Hell, as a snow run, he lost badly to Sea King, and he tried to compensate by trying to make him learn Ice Beam. Although, by the time he evolved and perfected Ice Beam, Glalie proceeded to wreck shit in the Hoenn League. First off, he held his own against Clark's Fire Types, in which he beat his frickin' Charizard, demolished Katie's Trio, and even though her mischievous ruined his winning streak, his battle against Morrison's Matang was honestly his best victory. It was insulting that Glalie wasn't used after the Hoenn League, because we all know he has a lot of power within him. Lily may have been on the short run, but his quick development was impressive. He's going into A tier. Fight me. Apom. I wasn't expecting Ash to catch an Apom, let alone in Kanto, but it was cool to see. As expected, Apom was caught extremely late, but following Ash to Sinnoh gave her some much needed development. She did well in Ash's first two gym battles, especially against Gardenia's Rose Raid. However, we learned that Apom's true vocation is Pokemon contests, hence why Ash traded her to Dawn in exchange for a Weasel. Shortly afterwards, she evolved into Ambipom. Just think, that could have been Ash's Ambipom, and all he had to do was teach her double hit. Of course, Ambipom leaves Dawn to become a Ping Pong prodigy. Even though her time with Ash was short, it was still memorable. I'll put A-Pom in B-Tier. Starraptor. People consider Staraptor to be Ash's best bird Pokemon, and I don't blame them. Sure, he didn't do much as a Starleaf, but when he evolved into Staravia, he became very viable and had a lot more personality than the other birds from the past. I also like that mini-arc where he tried learning Brave Bird before reaching his final form. staravia slash Staraptor did well in gym battles, but his best battles were definitely against Paul's Honchro in the PokeRinger Contest, and later his Weavile during the Lake Acuity Battle. Even though he couldn't beat another one of Paul's Pokemon during the Sinnoh League, at least he got a quick win against Nando's Rose Raid in the preliminaries. Staraptor is a very fierce and reliable Pokemon, so he's going in A-Tier. Torterra. I'm sure we can all agree that Torterra was better off uninvolved. I love Torterra, don't get me wrong, but he was so much better as a Turtwig and Grotto. Turtwig's speedy movement helped Ash in his first two gym battles, mainly Rorik's Rimpardos, and even though he lost his speed as a Grotto, he made up for it by having great defense, which came in handy against Candace's Sneasel and Palmer's Rhyperior, which is also the same battle where he ate his own Energy Ball in order to gain extra power. When he became Torterra, he sucked. Losing every fucking battle he was used in. Even the Pokemon he had a clear type advantage over. Like Volkner's Electivire or Paul's Drapion. Everything was looking good until he actually became Torterra. B tier. Infernape. We all know the story about Infernape. He was a Chimchar that originally belonged to Paul, who did nothing but abuse the shit out of him. Paul was eventually displeased with Chimchar to the point where he released him. After joining Ash's team, the two of them were able to reach new heights. Despite staying as a Chimchar majority of the time, he easily became Ash's Sinnoh ace, winning him gym battles against Fantina and Candice, then involved into Monferno and eventually Infernape, where he finally mastered his Blaze ability, which was something he couldn't control during his pre-evolved days. Infernape was without a doubt the MVP for Ash and Paul's rematch, as he wanted to beat Paul just as badly as Ash, if not more because this was the trainer who abandoned him. God, Infernape's story and development is just so perfect. Definitely going in S tier, Buizel, aka APOM's replacement. In all seriousness, it was a good call because Weasel clearly cared about battling more than Contest. He was shown to be very versatile and his best battles were against Maylene Zucario and defeating Crasher Wake's Float Soul, who, mind you, is Buizel's evolved form. Also, the counter shield and Ice Aqua Jet was just so fucking cool. Again, pun intended. However, I feel like Buizel didn't do much afterwards. Yeah, he was there for that one episode where he learned Ice Punch, which later destroyed Paul's Gastrodon in the Sinnoh League, but that's about it. I don't know. I just think Buizel should have evolved at one point, which is why I'm putting him in B tier. Score. Similar to Apom. I didn't expect Ash to catch another Pokemon from a previous gen. Then again, Glygar has a Gen 4 evolution, which makes sense. I know he started off as a crybaby, but it makes sense, believe it or not. Unlike Torkoal, who cried just for the sake of crying, Gligar wanted to battle, but was too afraid to go anywhere near his opponents. Once he evolved into Glyscore, however, he became a much more capable Pokemon, as shown when he defeated Byron's Bastiodon. Sadly, Glyscore left Ash's team to do training with the Air battle Master, but unlike Primeape, Glyscore actually returned for the Sinnoh League for Ash's full battle against Paul, where he was able to beat that damn Drapion that eliminated half of Ash's team. Glyscore had great development overall, so I'm putting him in eights here. Gibble. Every time Gibble was brought up, people constantly ask, why the hell did it involve the Garchomp? Much like Donphan and Glalie, Gibble was caught very late, so he didn't get enough screen time, hence why he didn't involve. Granted, there was a gag where Gibble tried to master Draco Meteor, only to fail and always hit Don's Pip Off for some reason. Thankfully, Gibble was able to master Draco Meteor by the time the Cinnamon League rolled around, which came in handy against Conway's Shuckle and Ducksnore. Though he couldn't do much against Tobias' Darkrai, I'll give him credit for trying. Still, everyone keeps asking Stane to become a Garchomp, or at least get bite. But I've given up on that dream a long time ago. Gibbo goes into B tier. Damn it! I spit on my laptop. See what you make me do, Unfezzin? No joke. Unfezzin is horrible. She had no personality, didn't have enough screen time, and lost all the time. Except for defeating Skyla Swanna. And that's it. So she can handle being a Swanna, but couldn't beat a fucking Riolu? Easily the worst of Ash's birds. And one of his worst, period. D tier. Oshawa. As much as I love Oshawa as a Pokemon, I can't fucking stand Ash's Oshawa. This was the third time we have another water type that serves as the comic relief, except it's a lot worse. Because all we see is Oshawa fall in love with every female Pokemon he meets and act like a glutton. Those gags became old fast. Admittedly though, Oshawa is decent when it comes to battles. He did beat Silent's Pansage despite the type disadvantage. Those battles he had with Savant's Blitzel and Trips Timber were decent and it was kinda cool to see him learn Hydro Pump before the Unova League. Still, it would've been better if he evolved, because he would've been a lot more useful. Yeah, I still don't like him, but he has some perks. C-Tier. Pig Knight. Most people hate Pig Knight because his backstory is basically a carbon copy of Charizard and Infernapes, originally belonging to an Astral Trainer, then joining Ash's team to reach new heights. Putting that aside, Pig Knight was still good. I mean, he was the one Pokemon Ash kept on his Unova team the longest without rotating, and he had some good battles too. Like against Lenora's her year as a Tepic, gain revenge on Seamus, the trainer who abandoned him by defeating both his Fire types, and he did save Ash from getting swept by Cameron's Side Dragon in the Unova League. I also like the friendship he formed with Charizard near the end of Unova. I thought this would trigger Pignite to become Emboar soon afterwards, but that didn't happen. Overall, I don't think Pignite is as bad as everyone thinks, so I'm putting him in B tier. Snivy. I like Snivy, believe it or not. Her cool and tomboyish personality was a nice change of pace from the other Grass types Ash owned. I also give her respect for playing characters like Burgundy or Iris' Emolga in their places. Fucking hated those two. Anyway, Snivy's best battles were against George's Ponyard and the few battles she had with Trip Servine, which is one of the issues I have honestly. They were building up this whole rivalry between Snivy and Servine because Ash wanted to prove Snivy can be strong without evolving, yet it doesn't go anywhere. Also, we never find out if Snivy had a trainer before Ash. These are things that are going to put Snivy lower sadly, but I still like Snivy for her personality. B tier. Scraggy. Yeah, I don't like Scraggy. Call me a hater, but let me explain. I get he's supposed to be the new baby of Ash's team, since he was the second Pokemon Ash hatched from an egg, but that didn't stop him from trimming Fampy, now did he? All Scraggy did was play with Iris' Axu and not train as much. Granted, Scraggy did get some development during the Club Explosion Tournament, especially when he tried to master Focus Blast, but it would not be bear to see him evolve instead. Plus, I think it'd be an interesting dynamic to see Axu's quote-unquote little brother... Evolved before he did. Sorry Scraggy fans, I'm not a huge fan of him. C tier. Levani. Now this was a pleasant surprise as I'm sure no one expected Ash to catch more than 5 Pokemon in Unova. Sadly, all of Levani's screen time was almost wasted. As a Swaddle, he didn't do much except evolve into Swaloon and beat Birch Whirlipede. Literally Swaloon was never seen afterwards until he became Levani. Then we got to see him act as a nurturing parent which was kinda neat. And I did like the battles he had with Roxy's coughing and later Stefan Sock in the Univo League, even though he lost to the latter. Still, those moments aren't enough to rank Levani higher than C-Tier. Palpitoed. Okay, Ash already caught a water type in Univo, which was Oshawott. Why the fuck did he catch this thing? You can argue that he wanted to utilize Palpitoed's ground typing, but we all know he catches a better ground type later. Not only does this thing have no personality, but his screen time is horrendously low. The only few times you see Ash use this thing was in the Club Battle Tournament and his Gym Battle with Elisa. Yeah, he used him more times afterwards, but they're not worth mentioning. Palpatine was horrible and completely unnecessary. Straight into D tier, Boldor, Yet another disappointing Pokemon. This was Ash's first ever Rock Type 2, and you would think he'd be treated greatly. No, Boldor also suffered from low screen time and lost nearly every battle he was in. His only moment of glory was being Clay's Excadrill, and that's it! I hate to sound cruel because I like Boldor as a Pokemon, but I can't ignore these negatives. God, these Unova Pokemon are atrocious. D tier. Crocodile. Finally, I get to talk about Ash's Unova Ace. Starting off as a Sandile that wore these cool shades like Squirtle, he kept on following slash battling Pikachu because he saw him as a rival, even after he evolved into Krokrok. After losing to Pikachu for the third time, Krokrok joined Ash's team and proved himself time after time. From being Bryson's Beartic despite the Ice weakness, or defeating Iris' Overpowered Dragonite where he evolved mid-battle, and in the Unova League, Crocodile destroyed both Stefan's Sliperd and Sawk. Even though most of Ash's Unova Pokemon sucked, Crocodile was exceptional. The only issue I can think of is Ash didn't use him that much. But I'll put him in A tier. Greninja. At last, Naruto Frog. In all seriousness, Greninja instantly became a favorite for most fans. As a Froakie, he was a fierce and reliable Pokemon as he saw Ash worthy of being his trainer. As a Frogadier, he continued those attributes. But without a doubt, Greninja is when he was at his peak. Thanks to the bomb phenomenon which causes him to become Ash Greninja, this allowed Ash and Greninja to bow and sing more than ever. And this form was able to overcome numerous Mega Vault Pokemon, like Diantha's Gardevoir briefly, Wolfric's a bomb of snow, and of course, Sawyer Sceptile. Though it's impossible to say you'll launch Charizard without triggering people. Either way, Greninja proved to be one of, if not the most powerful Pokemon Ash has to date. And I know it left to protect Kalos and shit, but you can't deny how impactful Greninja was to the series. S tier, hands down. Talonflame. Next up, Best Bird 2.0. Even though Staraptor continues to be everyone's favorite amongst the many birds Ash owns, Talonflame is ranked pretty high up there if you ask me. Like Staraptor, he had a lot of personality and development. Yeah, he stayed as a Fletchling longer than any of us expected, but he did fairly well in his first stage. And he only got better once he became Fletchender and eventually Talonflame. Ash used him in nearly every gym battle he had in Kalos, most notably Valerie, and teaming up with Froggy Deer to battle Olympia's Meowstic twins. Aside from those battles, I loved the moments where Talonflame took on Moltres briefly, and a launch on Pheasant in the Kalos League. Talonflame served his purpose not only as Ash's next bird, but as Fire-type as well, which I commend him for. A-tier. Hawlucha. This was the last Pokemon I expected Ash to own. Shortly afterwards, Hawlucha turned out to be a perfect fit. His personality and urge to fight was more than enough to be a Pokemon owned by Ash. Hawlucha showed his skills in Ash's gym battles with Karina and Valerie, where in the latter, he destroyed Spritchie's trick room. That was fucking cool. And I adored the brotherly bond he had with Ash's Neuvern. Definitely gave Halucha more personality than before. Also, the way he destroyed Alon's Weavile in the Kalos League was awesome. Albeit the whole absorbing power ship was never specified enough. Regardless, I ended up loving Halucha a lot, so I'm pointing him in 8s here. Gudra. The unexpected captures continue with Gudra. Probably what makes Gudra so memorable was his story. He started off as a weak little Goomy, then when he became a Sligu and Layer Gudra, he became a much more capable Pokemon starting off by being the MVP in Ash's gym battle with Clement, and returning to the wetlands to save his friends. Sadly, Goudreau was released so he can be with his friends. However, Goudreau surprised us all by returning as Ash's 6th Pokemon for the Kalos League, and even though he was heavily nerfed, it was still great to see a released Pokemon return to Ash's team, something we should have seen a lot sooner. Goudreau goes into A tier. Noivern. Unlike the last two entries, Noivern was a Pokemon I was actually hoping for Ash to own, Sadly, he suffered the same fate as Torkoal and Torterra by being the weak link of the team, because he lost nearly every battle he was in. But that's what happens when you're caught pretty late into a journey, am I right? Despite all that, I still like Noivern. Sure he didn't do much as a Neubad, but the one thing that was saving him was the bond he had with Halucha. It was so wholesome how he viewed Halucha as an older brother figure. The few times we did see Neuvern prevail, though, was against that rampaging Zapdos, and by taking out Sawyer's Doeblade, my favorite though was when he fought Sawyer Salamence during the Kalos League, despite it ending up in a tie. If Noivar wasn't so inexperienced, he would have been ranked higher. But I'm playing him in B tier for the time being. Rallet. Okay, so I have split opinions. Yeah, he's cute and he acts like the comic relief for Ash's Alola team. Yet, the way he constantly falls asleep dig on my nerves from time to time. Especially his controversial victory against Hal's Deciduite in the Alola League. But I'll admit, it was impressive to see him take out Kikui's Braviary later on. I also do like the friendship he had with Meltan and how he kept Ash in his backpack for most of the time. Maybe I was expecting too much out of Rowlet, but he's not that bad by all means. So B tier. Lycanroc. It's funny, we all assume that Rockruff belonged to Kukui just like in the games. No, he was just a wild Pokemon under his care who eventually joined Ash's team. It wasn't until he evolved into Ducks' Lycanroc where he gradually became Ash's ace for the region, showing how versatile he can be by defeating all three of Nanu's dark types in his grand trial with help from Tapu Bulu, of course. The only thing I don't like about Lycanroc is how he goes in Berserk mode every time his fur gets dirty. Really? You could have made Berserk mode get triggered more seriously than just by having his fur get dirty? However, Lycanroc was the Pokemon that helped Ash win his first ever league by defeating Gladion's Lycanroc in the finals. Lycanroc had a great story, personality, and it helped Ash achieve what we thought was the unachievable for him. For those reasons, S-tier. Incineroar or I should say Tauracat, since that's who he was mostly seen as. I'm not gonna lie, Tauracat's story is depressing as fuck. He started off as a wild Lyn, where his only companion was a sick Stowling. Unfortunately, Stowling passed away, and Lyn found a new home on Ash's team. Already I give this Pokemon credit for not rehashing the backstory of some of the other Firestarters. Though Lyn didn't compete in any trials, he did develop a rivalry with Incineroar who's owned by the Max Royal, aka Professor Kukui. So that gave Tauracat more of a purpose. Not only did he do well in Ash's battle with Guzma in the Alola League, but he defeated his rival in the Exhibition match, which led him to finally become an Incineroar, only to faint literally afterwards. I want to put Incineroar in S-Tier like Charizard and Infernape, but that last thing I mentioned is going to cost him. Best place for Incineroar is A-Tier. Naganado. Seriously, that's such a stupid pronunciation it's not even funny. Anyway, it was astonishing to see Ash catch an Ultra Beast, Yeah, he didn't do much. Yeah, Poifo acted like a cheerful child, and it was sad to see him leave Ash to be with his family. But what about in between all that? Literally nothing. We could have seen it evolve on screen and battle gliding on Savali during the League or something. That was a huge missed opportunity. Speaking of which, Naganal did return briefly as Ash's sixth Pokemon for his battle against Kakui. I have to give him credit for being almighty Lucario. Still, that isn't enough to excuse how rushed and shafted this Pokemon felt. I hate to do this, but Naganado goes into C-Tier, Melmetal. Lastly, we have Ash's first ever Mythical Pokemon, and go figure, it was the one Mythical that originated from a side game. Unlike Poipo, who was just there, Meltan was actually useful. Yeah, it was still kinda shafted, but at least Ash used it in a battle, such as teaming up with Rowlet to battle Ryuki's Dragon types, and in the low League where it defeated Faba's Hypno by eating its Pendulum, and of course, evolving into Melmetal prior to the finals where it sadly lost to Savalii. But that's okay, because Mel, Mel couldn't control its full power yet. Plus, it did redeem itself by knocking out Kakui's Empoleon. Maybe if Meltan evolved sooner, it would have been ranked higher. But for now, B tier. Okay, let's recap my list. S tier Pikachu, Charizard, Sceptile, Infernape, Greninja, and Lycanroc. A tier Bulbasaur, Squirtle, Snorlax, Heracross, star Staraptor, Gliscor, Crocodile, Talonflame, Alucha, Gudra, and Incineroar. B tier Bayleaf, Quilava, Totodile, Donphan, Swallow, Corphish, Apomp, Torterra, Buizel, Gibble, Pignite, Snivy, Noivern, Rowlet, and Melmetal. C tier. Butterfree, Pidgeot, Kingler, Muck, Tauros, Mimey, Lapras, Noctowl, Oshalot, Scraggy, Levani, and Naginoddle. And lastly, D tier. Primeape, Torkoal, Unfezant, Palpitoad, and Boltor. Not too shabby, I do say so myself. Of course, some of you might disagree with these placements, but what are you gonna do? Opinions. Either way, I had fun making this tier list, and who knows, maybe I'll do another one focusing on other franchises, whether it be video games, movies, hell, even food if I really wanted to. But what do you guys think? How would you rank Ash's Pokemon? You can let us know in the Discord server. Trust me, we're fun people to chat with. Thank you for listening, and be the very best like no one ever was.